Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course. You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers, plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses. Again. <laughs> Again. More emphasis. Let's go. Less emphasis. You go. Yes. Okay. Do less. <laughs> okay, ready? Go. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. All right, so this is episode 17. Okay. Do you want to tell us what it's called? What to do when you're new or slow. I think it can go hand in hand because when you're new, you feel so overwhelmed. There's so many things to do. Right. But people want to rush into making money. Well, some people need to rush into making money. I know. And that's why so many don't make it. I know. It's hard. It's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You got to have a runway. I wish I had. I had a five-week runway, remember? Yeah. That's it. That's pretty good. And I didn't make money for six months, so I don't know. Yeah, it like, was it five months good. until I had my first sale. Yeah. And I, I actually taught a class on this, what to do when you're new, how to become a top producer quickly. But quickly is like in air quotes because quickly in real estate terms is like three years. <laughs> right. Well, that... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you can't expect that in a year you're going to be a top producer, but you sure can put those systems in place when you're slow. Right. Or new. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about. So you've taught this as a class. Yes. And I start the class by being like, if you're here looking for a fast, quick, easy fix to make money, now is your time to exit the room. Right. Maybe go on to um, Indeed or find a a job. Yeah. Find, find, a, find a real job. Now I know my, two of my right. quotes. One that pays you regularly go, by the hour. Go find a salary job. This takes time. It does take time. People don't always want to give it the time. No. And we have mentioned before that your first year, if you try to jump into making money, you're just going to develop, you're not going to operate how you need to be operating. Well, you're operating out of fear. Yeah. And, and too much pressure anxiety, like all the bad things. Um, people are going to hear it when you talk to them, even For if sure. you don't think that they do. For sure. It, it comes out yeah. that way. Yeah. And then they feel like they're under pressure to make a decision. Right. Yeah. I definitely ha- had to push people harder in the beginning mm-hmm. and felt more devastated when it didn't work out. Yes. And that was financially based. Right. Now I'm in a much more relaxed place because I have enough transactions that I don't have to push anyone. So if they just start to get cold feet, I don't have to like really sell it. I can just be like, hey, that's okay. Let's move to the next house. Or if this mm-hmm. inspection isn't working out, it's going to be okay. But in the beginning, there are plenty of things you can do to set yourself up for success. Yeah. And I feel like when you tell a client, hey, I know this inspection was rough. You have to decide if you feel comfortable with it. I respect whatever decision you make. Yes. If you choose to walk away, I'm going to support you 100%. Yes. And I think when they hear that from you, they that's when they are like, she has my best interest right. at heart. I want to send her referrals. She cares about me. I feel comfortable 
referring her to friends and family because I know that her heart's in the right place. Well, and I think that when you tell people that, it also gives them the 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 feeling that, well, they they might move forward. They might yeah. say, look, she's not put, no one's pushing no me. It's okay to move on. I can, if I want to keep going, I can. Mm-hmm. We've kind of gotten off on a tangent. That's so- okay. I think that, you know, I finally let that go when you, you kind of need to pick a number when you're new or getting started that how much money do I need to have in my savings account yeah. to be able to breathe? I think that's a great tip. Set a goal. My broker told me to do that when she hired me, literally in my meeting with her. Yeah. In my, she asked me, do you have savings? Right. And I was thinking I have like $400. Yeah. And like, I was I in grad school yeah. and I was bartending and I had to set a goal that when I got to X amount in savings, no more bartending. I think that was a good plan. You kind of did that with well, retail. Uh, sort of, but I, well, I got my license while I was still in a salaried retail position, but I had saved up all of this vacation and, you know, paid time off. So I had that five weeks of pay. Plus and I then cashed you cut out it all my stock options, which yeah. I mean, we're not a ton, but it was something. So I just, I, I put all of my eggs in that basket. I know we haven't quite jumped into what to do when you're new yet. We're right. kind of talking about like when we were new, when we were new. Yeah. But I'll tell you what made me um, jump in full, sw- like just ready to go. Yeah. I was still bartending and I set a goal of $3,000. I think that's fair. I said, when I have $3,000 in my account, yeah, I will quit bartending. Okay. Well, don't you know... Um, I was saving my tips from mm-hmm. bartending and waiting tables. And I finally had my first closing five months in. Right. It was a $99,000 house. Yep. It wasn't a big commission check, but don't you know, it put me at like $3,100. <gasps> Just the very and first transaction. scared me. Well, I had some in savings. Right. Right. And so it, whatever I had after expenses was just enough. And I was so scared because I didn't really have anything on the horizon. So I was like, okay, I'm still, cause I was doing open houses like every Sunday, Yeah, but I didn't have anything pending right. on the horizon. So I was too scared, even yep. though I had met my goal. Mm-hmm. Well, I was also working for another company at this time where you could rent people for events. Like if you were having a wedding shower and you needed oh, bartenders okay. or something like that. Well, I had been rented that weekend to <laughs> to work at um, Tiger Stadium okay. in one of the suites that was doing like a client That's appreciation. That's a pretty party. good gig, though. It's a great gig. So much money. Yeah, like, you just do so well bartending, yeah. which is why it's hard to leave. Yeah. Um, but there was I had done an open house a few Sundays prior and met this couple, and the house that I was holding open was like seven hundred thousand dollars. Whoa. And um, an, an agent had asked me to hold it open right, for right. them. So I said, sure, I'll hold it open for you. Met this couple. They asked me to email them information. I actually showed them like two houses that week. Oh, that's good. And I was just over the moon excited that yeah. I saw an actual benefit. So they were kind of like an uppity couple. <laughs> fine. Okay. Fine. You get what you work. You right, know? right. And I had, you know, done all my homework, emailed them, showed them a few houses. So fast forward, I'm bartending at the suite for this company. And lo and behold, the husband is there. He works for that company. And he saw you. And he came to the bar to get a drink and was like, aren't you my realtor? Yes. And he was not impressed. 
And I was thinking in my brain, yeah, but I have to make money. And if you would buy a house, maybe I could quit this. You know? Holy smokes. So that's what made you quit? He, after that, tr- never returned a phone call <gasps> or email. I don't know. And they were wow. very responsive before. It's like they did not consider me to be a professional. And when you're buying yep. – an $800,000 house, you want to know that the person that you're working with is a professional. Yeah. And it just made me go, that's it. This is over. Enough is enough. I have to quit. Right. I went, I quit all, I quit the both jobs and I was just in real estate. But then I was like, now what? Right. And that's what this is about. That's when the fear sets in. This is what this episode is about. So now we're going to tell you practical, tactical advice on what to do when you're new. Oh, yeah, because at some point you have to give it your all. You got to jump in. You can't have – if this is where you want to make your money, yeah, you have to give it the time and commitment. Yeah, I don't think you can have a safety net. I don't think – I mean, yes, I think you should have savings as your right. safety net, but I don't think you should have a full-time regular job as your – well, I'm not really worried if I sell anything because mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going to work. Also, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but – it's very difficult to do your clients and the other realtors in the business service right? while you have a full-time real oh, I just real finished job. a transaction with the realtor that um, was in the school system. Right. That's very common. It is very common. But I have to tell you, I only she would only text me only at night. Yeah. When I'm like with my family, she would get frustrated that when I wasn't responding in a timely manner, right? She would text me asking for things, and I would say, I emailed that to you yesterday, right? It was just disrespectful of my time when I'm trying to be with my family. I know, you know, I'm so torn about that too, especially with teachers, because I totally understand why they want additional income. Mm -hmm. I mean, they need it, but real estate is not a part time gig. Not if you want to make the money. No. It, and it's so expensive to be in it that you better be making some money or right. else you're going to lose. I just, it's hard, um, especially when we've been talking about boundaries and systems and putting things in place to make you more professional. The other side of that transaction has to be living that same life. Right. They have to also. And if you're not living that life, if you're still in the beginning and you have stuff on the side that you're working on, be respectful of the realtors that are full time. Yeah. Be respectful of how you're communicating with them. I mean, to me, email is what you use for business. You don't text your doctor. You don't text your CPA. Right. Like you email these people because it's a business transaction. A text means, look at me right now. This is urgent. Stop what you're doing. Put down your baby. Stop cooking dinner. Right. Come handle my question that says, hey, did you get the termite inspection five days ago? Like that can wait. Let it be an email. Yep, I'm with you. Okay, so what did it look like when you were new? Um, When you were done? When I was When you were done with retail and you were just in real estate. So I came into a really weird environment because I got my license August 1st of 2005 and August 29th was Hurricane Katrina. Okay. And the real estate market in Baton Rouge went bananas crazy because all of these people from New Orleans who weren't sure if they would ever get to go back um, started scooping up all the rentals, all the sale, like anything available to purchase. People in Baton Rouge were selling their house that hadn't even had it on the market. And I hadn't done my post licensing. I hadn't done a single transaction. I didn't have a clue. And you just had to jump in. I couldn't. I was paralyzed with fear. Oh, I was paralyzed with fear. I'm like, well, I can't just jump into this crazy market where people it's like, 
life or death and things, you know, crazy things are happening. I just, I was like, I can't do this. So, and on top of it, the office that I had joined was a relatively large office for our area. And it was like over a hundred agents. Well, it was a franchise and agents from the New Orleans area had to come and use that one office. Oh my gosh. So we're talking going from a hundred agents in an office to like four or 500 that are trying to park in the same parking. Like it wasn't even feasible. I don't know if you remember, like the traffic in town was crazy. The whole thing was crazy. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing was just upside down. So it was about November. That was August. It was about November when I ran into my realtor at, he had sold me my house the year before. I ran into him at a football game and he was like, Hey, I'm, you know, at this little small company, I guess I just told him, I'm like, it's not working out. I thought it was going to be fine. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not doing anything. I wasn't doing anything. Okay. And he was like, come to the office where I'm at. I've gone on to do construction, but my broker is great and she can help you. And we've talked about Martha before she's been toasted. Um, and so I followed her around. I yeah. got into her car and I went to the closings and the, showings and the listing appointments. I went to every darn thing she did at Mm -hmm. least for probably a good month or two. Um, And then I would get on phone, the phone duty. And we had five agents. Most of the time I was the only one in the office. And so I got tons of action on the phone. Yeah. My first closing happened in February. That was six months in. And then I probably started to do some more like, you know, standard open house type stuff. But I was in such a small office at that point that there weren't a lot of listings for me to go hold open or I didn't even think about it, you know, and that's part of why I want this message to get out there to new agents. You have to think outside of the box. You think I don't have any business. I don't have any listings. So there's nothing I can do. Right. That is the furthest from the truth that it could be. There's always things. Oh my God. There's always so many things. So tell me what you did when you first started. So especially on my coffee dates, when I sit down to meet with people and they're like, Oh, I just, I need money and da, 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 da. And I'm like, here's the thing though. You are not investing in yourself and your confidence. Right now, if someone called you to list their house, you would be like, uh. Right. Or you would let buyers run you all over town yes. right now because you yes. have not worked on, you know, your confidence, your communication skills. Right now, even if you got a client or two, you would just not even handle it properly right. because you're not ready. Yep. That first year needs to be dedicated to education, yes. confidence building, yes. um, pra- you know, listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. reading books, yep. self-development. Yep. I had going to classes on mine. Yeah. So I have take free classes. I have free capitalized because yeah. you do not need to be spending any money when you're new Yeah, and you have no money and you're living off of savings and you have goals. There are so many free things. Yep. Um, you, the board always mm-hmm. has classes. Hopefully your comf- company has some classes. Um, education is key in the yeah. beginning. And oh. then when somebody comes along and is like, I want to list my house, you're like, oh, I just took a class on the listing agreement. Right. And right. I actually understand what to do. Yep. So looking at your board calendar and just signing up for all the things. For sure. If it's free, I go. did. That's what I did. I did every class there was. Whether or not I was doing an open house, I went to every single class there was. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I did them twice. And it's not a waste of time. No. You have to do these things. It will only make you feel smarter, more confident, more knowledgeable. You know what else it does? It makes you be in the mindset that you are a real estate professional. Yes. This is my job. Mm-hmm. This is what I do today. And you know what else I did? I sat on the MLS all 
day. Really? Oh my gosh. I would just look at different houses, look at different neighborhoods, look at what was available, what was selling. And the more you understand the data, the more you are confident when you go out into the world and people ask you questions about Mm -hmm. how does the market look? Go read those local reports though. Don't just you know, look at the big picture, try and hone in on, do you want to work a specific neighborhood? Learn everything there is about it while you still have time to learn. I like that. Yep. The second thing I had on there is build your database. Oh yeah. You collect people. Mm -hmm. We need people's contact information. Hey, you know what I wrote on my list? What? Touch your database. (laughs) Touch your database. (laughs) Well, before you can touch anything, you have to have one. That's right. Make it and then contact it. You have to make it. it. You have to focus on it. You know, if you have kids or have been married, start with a wedding list or a kid's birthday party. Something. Start somewhere. Right. Your best friend from high school. and listen to our database episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about a good way to get started if you don't have one. But you have to start putting all of your people in one place. Yeah. It drives me nuts when people say... Well, I have some in my phone and some in my email and I have some Facebook friend. Like, no, everybody needs to be in one place. And it's pretty easy. We've sent out the um, template yes. for the spreadsheet. It's not hard. No, they're very, it's very easy to put people in one place. Yes. And you really need to have it to just yeah, fill out all and fill out all the fields, name, email, address, know where they live. Right. Um, But you have to. Address is so fun to me because I love a note. I love to write a note. And so you're slow. You're slow. This is a great one for people who are slow, not just new. Are you slow? Are you feeling uncomfortable? You don't know where your next closing is coming from. Get out the stack of note cards. Get out your database spreadsheet. Look at some of the people who you haven't talked to in a while and send those people a note, especially if they bought a house two years ago. Hey, You've been in your house two years. I can't believe it. Yeah. Hope everything's good over there. But write it in a dang note. Yes. People are like, wow. Mail has such a huge impact on people. It really does. It has a huge impact on people. And it's so fun. When does this episode air in November? Um, I think it's right at the beginning of December. Well, now is the perfect time to ask for people's addresses That's without so being true. salesy. Yeah, because they'll think it's you for said, a Christmas I, card. You tell them that. Yeah. Because it, it's true. You need to send a Christmas card. That is an excellent tip. And you say, copy and paste the same message to your Facebook friends or text them. Hey, I'm updating my Christmas card list. What's your address? Nobody is going to say no to that. Nobody. Nobody. But guess what? They better get a Christmas card from you. That's true too. Y'all get those cards. I don't even care if it's a postcard. It's just so, this is the time of year where it's the easiest to get addresses. Yes. I think it's, and it's it's not hard to ask someone. If you've got, if you know them, you're connected to them in some way. Right. You either have their phone number or you're their Facebook friend or you're their, your Instagram follower, (laughs) whatever it is, you just got to put it out there. One sentence. Hey, I'm updating my Christmas card list. So if you're new or slow, you need to be building and perfecting your database. 100%. Um, I have sign up for groups when okay. you are new or slow and you're like, I don't know how to build my database. I don't have any people. You got to go meet the people. Yeah. Chelsea Ming is in my office. Okay. She was, she came in a few years after me. Mm-hmm. She is from Lafayette. Okay. New to Baton Rouge. Yep. Doesn't know a lot of people. I did not know that. She is one of the few people that I ever met with that did pretty much every single thing that I said to do. Okay, I am dying right now because I legit just got 
goosebumps. Like I that gave me chills. So she went on the coffee date. Yes. And she actually yes. followed your instruction. She she is the poster child for the person that I met with. I love that it. That actually implemented everything. That is Didn't amazing. Didn't just have coffee, get excited, and leave. She was like, I'm going to do she this. She was like, I'm doing this. I'm going to follow up with her. I'm going to show her what I'm doing. Y'all, she joined Red Stick Moms Group. I love it. She became like the president of that thing. That's a perfect she thing to do. She orchestrated Easter egg hunts yes. and craft things. Yes. And she is in the double digits in her production. That's like, amazing. She's going to hit 10 million. Aww. She hasn't been in the business that terribly long. Yeah. When she started, her baby was like six months old. Wow. Now she has two kids. Right. I mean, they don't have family here. She doesn't have a lot of family That's help. That's amazing. And she's killing it. But the point is, if you just commit to it and yeah. do the thing, right. it can work. So she picked what she was passionate about. Where is she in life right now? So she has she's kids. the mom. She's got to so do the mom like, stuff. I need to be a good mom while I am being a good realtor. Yep. So she joined mom's group. Love it. And now she's like their biggest supporter and everybody knows and loves her. Yep. They see how she operates and they think... If I was selling my house, I would use her sure. because she's organized. Yeah. She's on top of it. She responds to emails. Right. All those things. And they know her personally and she's likable. Yeah. So it's sort of like you just put yourself out there being a human and yeah. it will come naturally. And be intentional with those people. I, I think moms are the best because moms, we get a lot of, especially the younger realtors, which younger would still be in your 30s and 40s probably, yeah. but the younger ones are, are typically our moms who maybe, you know, were stay-at-home moms when they were little, the kids were little, and then they've gone to school and now they have some time to take on something else and they get their real estate license. I love those because all you got to do is go volunteer at school. Yeah. Well, the good news is for those with families, you don't have to feel guilty about yeah. taking time out from quote-unquote working in the office right. to go to a field trip because that is where you're going to make relationships and meet people. That's oh. our job. I, so look, it's your job <laughs> when, to be involved. When you're new or slow, go do something fun with yeah. other people. Right. Whoever they are. I don't even matter if they're in your family. I don't know how many new agents I've talked to or are afraid to even contact their family. I know. They're afraid to... to like they don't they feel like a fraud, I think. Well, I, I don't know anything. I don't want to put myself out there. You and you just, know me, you know I'm new. Right, right, exactly. You're not gonna you you knew but that's what a my mindset last issue. Right. Totally. You knew what my last career was. But yeah. still go out and do something fun when you're slow. There's an agent in our office that ballroom dances. I love it. And she gets at least a million in production a year from her ballroom sphere. Just oh another wow. agent in our office loves her dogs. Yep. Um, she volunteers at shelters. Okay. And she also does this thing where after every closing, closing, she gives a $25 donation to a, an animal shelter. Yep. So she'll say closing day. That means another donation went to That's the animal so shelter. Great. And so, so that really speaks to the heart of dog lovers. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, whatever your passion is, whatever group that you want to join. Yep. Make sure it's something that gives you life. Yeah. Hey there, are you looking for ways to save time and money in your business? Email Templates 101 is the communication system you need to bring ease and efficiency to managing your transactions and clients. Save time and avoid mistakes, all while providing a high level of service for your buyers and sellers. In Email Templates 101, you'll get 13 downloadable buyer templates ready for your personal touches. And 19 downloadable seller templates, plus six attachment checklists. 
head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses to get yours today. And then well, that you're going to enjoy. Yeah. You don't have to go join every group just because no. you want to be around people and you're going to be miserable. Pick something you actually want to hear about. Well, you should only join two. Oh, okay. Two groups. I think that's fair. That's the only way to be intentional. And these aren't groups that you just join. These are groups that you need to become the secretary of. Okay. You need to become the person that chooses an event that you organize, that you email the group about things. Okay. So you have to actually be involved, which is why you only join two groups. I have a question. Yeah. Would you say it is okay to start a group? Yeah. So whatever, maybe you don't know where the quilting group is, but you can start your own quilting group. Sure. Okay. I like it. I like joining established groups that have membership rosters. Oh, yeah. Because then the information is accessible. And we are not using these rosters to be spam givers. No. No. When I joined a group, I hand wrote a letter to all 73 women in the group. Hand wrote a letter. Because guess what? I was slow and I was new and I had the time. You were both slow and new. And I said, I'm so excited to be a part of this group. If I haven't met you yet, I hope to meet you at the next lunch. Okay. I put in a business card, but my letter said nothing about, do you need to buy or sell a house? Yeah, yeah. Call me. Call me. (laughs) You know, it was just like, right. It just said, here's my contact information. I think that's good. Do you remember if that had any impact or so much? It did. Yes. So at the first lunch I went to after I wrote those letters, I had a lady come up to me and said, what do you think about the condos in Perkins Row? Just she knew you were a realtor. She knew I was a realtor. It let me know she didn't have another realtor in her life to ask. Right. Otherwise, she would have asked. Yep. So it just was like, wow. It that worked. was amazing. And then I had so many people coming up to me at the meeting being like, are you the new girl that wrote me the letter? Because oh. I said, like, I'd love to meet you at the next lunch. That's so sweet. It was amazing. So you can't just show up no. and not be involved. You have to participate in life. Right. Yep. And it's just, I, I have on my list social media because mm-hmm. you know how I feel about that. Right. But you have to show up and participate. And I'm going to give some tips if you're ready for me I'm to ready. do a couple. Okay. These are some of the things that I think you can do when you're new or slow, when you have no listings, when you have no buyers, when you have nothing to talk about, you think, go to an agent tour. Those things are prevalent. You should be able to find one almost any day of the week. These agents have got their listings on tour. Walk in, introduce yourself, ask if it's okay for you to snap a photo or two or take a video. Usually they're going to say, well, for sure. Please do. Then post that on your social media people. They do not need to, it is not you being deceptive. They do not, you can even say, I'm at an agent tour. You do not have to say it's my listing. You do not have to pretend like, you know, you're advertising something that is isn't really yours. You can just say, this is what real estate activity I am doing today. I walked through this gorgeous house today. Look at this amazing bathtub. Check Mm -hmm. out these faucets. It's so easy. And you could do that every day of the week and have some sort of content to share with your people. And I think that's the same for open houses. You can ask a million agents in your market who are tired or busy or have 10 listings and can't do them all on the same day. If you can do an open house at their listing and they're going to say, Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you take your pictures there and you post those and you might even meet some legit buyers. I love that you pointed out content. You need to have content because I cringe, literally cringe when people post, do you need to buy or sell a house? Call me. Nope. It really upsets me. No. I don't like it. No, it needs to feel more natural. Like, hey, yeah. check out this amazing porch swing I saw 
you know, at a showing yesterday, look, maybe you've been working with the same buyer for six months and you know they're never going to buy a house. But guess what? If you change your mindset and realize every time they take you on a showing is another opportunity for you to take a photo, a video, write a message about something you noticed, mm -hmm. and then you have content. And yeah. then the more you put yourself out there in social media, it's a very easy and passive way to say, hi, I'm in real estate. Right. Hi. Here I am at another house or mm -hmm. here's a tip. And I look, you know, I love my staging tips. Mm -hmm. You can start sharing those when you're new. You can certainly share them when you're slow. There's a lot of tips about the buying and selling process that you can give even if you've never done a transaction. Right. They're not hard to find. Mm -hmm. Content is very important. I, I just think it helps. It shows people I'm working. Yep. I'm professional. Mm -hmm. I have, I'm trained. I have advice to give. I can help you. Yep. So it's not just call me, right? Call me. Do you I know have someone? No, no money. I need you. I have no clients. Yeah. It just makes you look sad. It makes people feel sorry. I feel sorry for them. Well, right. So I just think that you have to watch it. I agree completely. Mm -hmm. What's next on your list? Open houses. Yes. Which we don't need to spend too much time no. on because we did a whole open house episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode. Yeah, it'll walk you through the whole thing. Yeah. So those are important. Maybe even if you're new or slow, f focus on an area that you love. Look up the listings in yeah. a certain neighborhood and ask if you can hold it open and, and alternate houses in that neighborhood every weekend. You'll start seeing the same foot traffic. Yeah, I like that. And I think I want to point out specifically – this is all about putting yourself out there to other agents in your market. There are plenty of agents who will let you hold their house open. Mm -hmm. You do not need listings to do open houses. You can be very upfront with the people that come and say, this is not my listing, but I have all of the information. And if I don't, I can get it for you. You know, are you working with I've an agent? I've never had anybody ask me if it was my listing. No, I don't think they, they don't even care. Know. No, they don't care. But I think it's important for us to remember as new agents or slow agents, an open house is a great thing to do. And it's not hard to find one. I got a listing when I was new from doing open houses every Sunday. Yep. Um, someone said, came to my open house and said, hey, I'm actually not here to look at the house. I'm just, I wanted to meet you because you have an open house every Sunday. They knew. They just recognized my name because they, they saw like, it every I needed Sunday. to get in here and see what you were all yeah, about. Yeah, and they were like, I'm about to list my house. I need an agent that works. Did you? That puts in Did you hours. list that house? I did. I love that story. It was amazing. I mean, it really is. And you put yourself out there and you yeah. put yourself in the mindset that I'm a working realtor. Exactly. Because there are definitely, it, there is a difference between a working realtor <laughs> and a non-working realtor. That is the truth. So you got to put yourself in that headspace. Um, I have another one that may be a little out of the box. Okay. Offer to work for free. And I don't mean to your clients for free. Go into your office, find the busiest agent who looks overwhelmed and say, hey, could I do some showings for you for free? Could I do, obviously an open house will be for free, but can I um, go to a termite inspection for you for free? Can I help you in some way? And this is why. Be upfront. Hey, I'm new. I have time. I want to practice some of these things. You know, I'm not looking to be your you know, ongoing free assistant, but it, if today you don't, I have time today, I have time. Can I, I help, help you? you? <gasps> I love it. Y'all. And what an attitude of humility. <sighs> I mean, it's just, it's so, and then again, guess what? Content. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm at a termite inspection. Right. Hey, I went to Did a you show know this about termites. Y'all, it, it almost blows my mind how easy it would be for new agents to get 
stuff to do. Right. But they think there's nothing to do. Well, they think there's nothing to do. They feel overwhelmed at... You know, maybe there's so many things. People are uh, yeah. telling me. People are telling me so many things. I know that's true too. It, it's both though. I'm not looking to overwhelm anyone, but if you pick no, out- I think this is good structure. We're giving structure. Yes. So yes, there are so many things to do, but mm-hmm. you have to organize your day. To, okay, so look at my yeah. calendar. I'm going to go to this class at the board. Yep. I'm going to go to this termite inspection. Yep. Ask agents if you can handwrite letters for them. Yeah. They'll give you a template and then mm-hmm. you'll know how to handwrite letters because you'll see what they're doing. Right. That's the whole thing. If you go to offer to work for an agent that knows what they're doing, who you find would be a good mentor or just someone that you'd like to mirror your business after, they will let you do things for them that will be a teaching activity for you. Yes. It's for like sure. a free dang class. Mm-hmm. I think that is really where it's at. In that, I had offer free CMAs. I love this one. I have a template saved. It's a short one. Go girl. Not all templates are long emails. This actually is never really sent in an email. This is something that um, you can text someone or Facebook message and it just says, our office um, got a new platform. Yep. I used it a lot when we switched MLSs, when we switched from whatever we were to Paragon. Yeah. But I just said, hey, um, our office has a new platform. I need to practice running a market analysis. Yep. Do you? Would you like one? Yeah. What's your address? I love that. And then I sent them a CMA of their neighborhood and said, this is what's going on. And I also asked them for help. Like if something doesn't look right, or if there's a house that you know sold recently that isn't on here, or if there's a house that's for sale that isn't on here, tell me because I want to make sure my information's accurate. Did a lot of people respond to that? Yes. Yeah. People love to help. Oh, and they love to know the information about their house. Mm -hmm. Nobody is going to say no to a free market report. No. They're all going to be like, yeah, I've been dying to know what the house around the corner sold for. Perfect. And now you have their email and address. I think it's interesting because I know now so far into it that when you put yourself out there, people always take it well. They want to help. Yeah. They really do. Mm-hmm. I, it's just amazing. Okay, I love that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's, and you might actually end up with a listing out of that. Oh yeah, but at the or very least, people thinking you practice. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just making them start to think. And it might be a year out, but you planted that seed today. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I know how much your house is worth. Right. And I didn't pressure you to sell it. And I helped you, and I showed you the days on market, and, and I, I showed you yeah. what things sold for versus and I didn't what ask they were you listed for, for anything. No, I didn't ask you for a thing. We're not selling anything. I love that. Oh, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have another one. I have preview vacant homes on here, but that goes hand in hand with agent tour. Yeah, I think it's important not only to get content. Yes, but. The more homes you walk through, the more knowledgeable you feel yeah. about a subdivision. Yeah. We have a local agent that I find to be really good at this, and he targets an area. Okay. And you always know what the new listings are in that area because he has gone and done a video of them. That's awesome. And I think that's great. I mean, like, just put yourself out there, especially if you're trying to be a neighborhood expert. Those are the best ones to go tour. Or if you're new or slow and you have one listing or two listings yeah. and they aren't going well. Right. Pretend you're a buyer. <laughs> set up a search. Right. So say my listing is 250. Mm-hmm. Um, set up a search in that zip code, 250, same number of bedrooms, same number of bathrooms. See what else is actively for sale yeah. and do an agent preview of your competition. I love that. If they're looking at your house, they're looking at others. Yeah. And then you can give quality information. Yeah. Yeah. Report back to your sellers. Hey, I went and interviewed. I went and walked through our competition today. I like that. Let me tell you where we are lacking. Guess what else you did? 
posted some videos and content. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I like that. Um, I have, okay, we talked about tips already. I have one. Um, find someone who inspires you and reach out. Yes, I have that on my list. <gasps> Shut up. Schedule lunch or coffee with a top agent. I, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. I think that's so easy. And people are going to say yes. Don't be nervous. Right. I mean, you only have to find someone 10% better than you anyway to mm-hmm. learn from. So it doesn't have to be the top agent. No, it doesn't. I mean, my coffee date started when I was in the middle. Yeah. You know, because people just knew that I was working. Well, yeah, I think it's you're more approachable. When mm-hmm. you get too close to the top, then people start to feel nervous that they could never get there. And they maybe right. that's not even where they're trying to go. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Don't find someone that's like so... That right. does, that's not doing what you want to accomplish. Yes. Pick an income that you want. Yep. Figure out how much production it takes to get that income. Yeah. And then look in your MLS and go to those agents. Yeah. So if it's a $6 million agent and that's the income you want, go have coffee with the $6 million agent. I think that's great advice. Mm-hmm. I also think learning how to use your MLS or whatever reporting system you have is also important when you're new or slow. I bet a lot of new agents don't even know how to find the agent that has $6 million production. Right. <laughs> Very and good point. That might require you to go to a board class. Yeah. Or ask your broker or somebody. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the office and a new agent who never goes to any classes, never goes to any training, comes up to me and says, can you show me how to do this on MLS? I don't mind doing it once. Yeah. But if you're one of those people that never shows up, I right. don't want to help you. Yeah. Well, you have to put yourself out there to learn. I had to. Uh, right. Nobody really held my hand. <sighs> no one's, no, no, no. No one's going <laughs> to hold any of our hands. No. No one held my hand. No one held your hand. And you can watch the agents that sink and swim based on who realized they had to hold their own hand. If you're an agent who's in the office and I see you at trainings and I see you at classes, yes, I will help you all yes, day long. 100%. But if you just want to come and complain and be like, oh, I don't know how to do anything. I have no sympathy. Yeah. Same with sign calls. Yeah. When I get sign calls that I can't take, guess who I'm giving it to? The agent that's going to work them to death. Yeah. The agent that is going to call them and follow up and right. send updates. Not because I care. Right. Because I'm not asking for a referral off of this sign call. Yeah. But I just want to know when I ask you four weeks later, yeah. whatever happened to that lady who yeah. called on my listing? Oh, she wasn't interested. Like, that's not enough. That's it? Like, did you follow up? Did you convert anything? Follow up until they tell you to go away. Because guess who's not getting my sign calls? The agents that don't work them. That's right. But if I know that you're like out there hustling. Right. You will get my sign calls yeah. all day long. I love that. I think that's good. Um, I think you can also, if you're just feeling whatever, and you don't want to take an agent, take a sphere to coffee. Yeah. Whoever's in your Someone database, mm-hmm. some pick someone. Pick the person. You, it doesn't matter if it's your best friend. Just take, and you're not take them paying for these people. No, you don't have to. That pay. makes it awkward if you pay for them. Like whenever I was, <laughs> whenever I tr- get lunch with like friends or family, yeah. the moment that you pay for them, they feel uncomfortable. Then yeah. they're like, "This was a business lunch, not a relationship lunch." Right? Okay, I like. Now that. they want something. Okay. Now I feel weird. Right. But if you just call up a friend and you're like, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. You want to grab lunch. Okay. I like it. So you can't say, I want to take you to lunch. No. You have to say, do you want to grab grab lunch? lunch? Yes. And then when they say, is it together or separate? Oh, it's separate. Oh, I like it. Because this is a, we're just friends here. We're just, we're just, I'm not here to make you feel awkward. That's right. I'm not here to make you feel obligated to, you know, 
buy something or right because that's not the business that we're in. No. I just wanted to have lunch with you to build our relationship. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, I think building systems when you're mm. new or slow, yes. and if you don't know what a system is, <laughs> then contact an agent who you think has systems. I still, it still blows my mind. Um, people will ask me, oh, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? I'm like, oh, well, I have this system. I'll have that system. They're like, oh, we don't have that. I'm like, you've been selling real estate for years and years. You know, do you have a buyer folder? Do you have a seller folder? Mm -hmm. Do you, these are easy things to do when you're new or slow. Get those things put together. You know, I don't think you need a big, huge, fancy listing presentation that's going to make you feel overwhelmed and you don't know what to put in it. But you can for sure put together a folder of, you know, important handouts for your seller or your buyer Mm -hmm. that you would take to every single showing or every single listing appointment. And systems don't have to be like a big, huge, scary thing. Your system is your database and how you work it. Yeah. Your system is where am I writing down people that ask me about real estate? Like when we talked in our um, tech tools episode about like Trello or whatever you're using to write things down, you need to have them somewhere. What is your system for that? Yeah. So you don't forget those people. What is your system for email templates? Mm -hmm. Do you have an email that you send to buyers or sellers or you know, just all those things. So many yeah. uh, templates for short. So, but it's almost like you, there's so much you can do that you do nothing. Like you're, yeah. just, you're just deer in the headlights. Right. And that's how it is probably with any business. If you're an entrepreneur, any, you know, if you're not in a job where someone told you, these are your five tasks that you do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot you could do as a realtor. I, sure. I could listen to podcasts all day. I could read books all day. I could take a million classes. I, like you, you can't feel like you're not going to do anything because there's so many things. And that's where self-discipline, boundaries, yep. structure, you yeah. have to say, okay, tomorrow I have nothing. What am I going to do? Yeah. Is anything going on at the board or my office? Check mm-hmm. there first. Yep. If not, guess what? I'm waking up and I'm going to the office. Yep. I'm going to ask an agent if they need anything. Yep. I'm going to handwrite letters. I'm going to add X amount of people to my database. Yep. I'm going to research groups, local groups. Just Pick something and put it in your schedule yeah. so that when 12 o'clock rolls around, you know what you're supposed to be doing at that time Yeah, because you planned it. Yeah. No, I think that's great. You can't wander around aimlessly. No. That's what's happening right now. Hey, but if you feel like you're wandering around aimlessly, go shadow an agent that's working. Yeah. Hey, can See I just ride doing. in your car today? Like That was what really got me in the right place and learned so much. Just just shadow someone. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great thing to do when you're new or slow or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I also have one on here. Find if you're going to spend your life on social media, or you're wasting your day away scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or whatever, Twitter, go find some inspirational realtors or some inspirational, you know, whatever, entrepreneurs, people in general, and mm-hmm. read some positive messages. Oh, yeah. Just like put that your head, put your head in that space. Mm-hmm. I think mindset meltdown would be a good episode to go re-listen to. For sure, I re- I re-listened to it the other day. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I, that's all I have on my list. That's awesome. I mean, one of the biggest things I hear the most when I'm trying to give people this advice is I don't want to bother them. I don't want to be yeah. pushy. I don't want to be a salesman. Right. I don't know how to ask. Yeah. We're none of this is none of that. Any of the tips we've given today no, doesn't fall into that category at all. No, we weren't cold calling anyone. Nope. We nope. didn't knock on a door. Nope. We didn't um, call in as expired or for sale by owner. We didn't do anything scary or painful. And we didn't ask. We gave. Mm-hmm. Give content. Give information. Produce your systems. 
you know, make yourself more professional. When you lay down in bed at night, the question is not how much money did I make today? Because for a while, it's going to be nothing. Right. But the question is, what did I do today that will help me in three months? Yeah. What seeds did I plant today that will help me in three months? Today's efforts are next year's business. Yes. So if you are slow, if you've been in the business and you're not new, you're just slow. Yeah. The question is, what has the last six months looked like? Yeah. Have you been distracted? Have you been busy? Have you been intentional? Have you written letters? Right. Have you checked on your friends? Right. So it really is a sowing and reaping thing that takes time. For sure. I have a story before we end. I'm ready. Um, Rebecca, yes. my sweet, sweet um, assistant who turned into a buyer's agent who has gone off on her own and is like super killing it this year. Okay. Like I think she's up to like, I don't know, 20 transactions. That's awesome. Like just amazing. Yeah. Um, she and I were talking yesterday and she said, you know, I asked her what was frustrating her in the business. And she said, you know, people and not realtors or some realtors, I'm sure just people in general in her life that she comes across ask or asking her how she um, all of a sudden is killing it. How did oh. it happen overnight? Oh. And she's like, I've been hustling and working for four years. Right. Now it looks like it happened overnight to you. Yes. But there were three years before now when it wasn't a transaction every month, Mm -mm. like when I was doing all of this other stuff. So just remember it takes time and you're going to get there one day and you're going to know it was a long road, but everyone else is going to be like, oh, look, overnight, overnight success. I feel like whenever I would meet people for coffee dates, it's almost like that's easy for you to say you're at the top. Right. But it it like I wish that they could have met me year one. Yes. I cried a lot year I one. I cried a ton. I didn't just get here. No. It took a lot of blood, sweat, tears. Nobody just gets there. But you can – and I think what we've given today is people advice to get there in a positive way way where it's not miserable. It's not, it's not meant to be hard, miserable work. It's just still work. These are things that you should enjoy. Yeah. And it can be fun. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at it that way. And we want to share these things in hopes that people actually implement them. For sure. I agree. And many people like to talk. Yeah. They like to complain. Right. They like to make plans. But Agree. it's such a small percentage that actually execute. For sure. And if you can execute, then you're going to make it. At 100%. But you have to start moving. Yes. You can't just sit there. You got to get off your butt and do something. Yeah. Don't feel like you're the deer in the headlights. Right. Pick something. One mm-hmm. of these things. I am finding our toast for today. Yes. Okay. So we're excited. Because we have a toast today. We have a toast. We love when people send in who I they know. are going to toast to. It's so nice. I'm afraid to read it because I think I'm going to butcher this name. Okay. But I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Um, Annie Stabler. Yes. Very sweet Annie who loves to share the podcast sent us in a toast and we're so happy to have it. Um, and this is what she said. My friend and colleague, Nicole McGonagall. Okay, we're going to go with that. Last December, her mother suffered a major hemorrhage stroke, and she's young, like 52. Nicole has continued to work her real estate business where she can, but her main focus this year has been to help her mom heal and help raise funds for her recovery. She's remained strong and positive, and when 
Many would stress about business having to take a back burner. She has just taken it all in stride and vowed to jump back in with two feet as soon as life allows. Mm. She's such a huge inspiration to me. The dedication she has shown to her family and clients through a very challenging time is awe-inspiring. That's awesome. I think that's so good. So we are going to toast to Nicole. Cheers to Nicole. Yay, cheers, Nicole. Cheers. I know this is going to put us over a little bit, but I just have to say it. Okay, do it. I met with a new agent this week. Okay. And here's one problem. And I think Nicole's story is very inspiring. Let's hear it. They are doing the things Uh and trying to get the business and they get their first client and they're so excited to finally have a client that they stop all All of the the good (laughs) things. They stop handwriting letters. They stop reaching out to it because they're just like, oh my gosh, I have a client. I have to, I'm freaking out. I just have to focus on this. Yeah. And then they close that client and they have to start Start over. over. Or the kid, your kids get sick and they stop doing everything. And then the kid is better and you're back to zero. Or they're remodeling their house. And so they stop everything they're doing. It's like, you let life interrupt your business habits. Yeah. So you never get into the rhythm. Yes. But like obviously Nicole, even with her mom suffering something, that that's a big deal. Yeah. But you can't just cut out everything in your life. Right. You can slow it down if needed, but yeah. you still have to keep those processes and those behaviors in place. Right. And habits. that's how you keep the consistency. Yep. Agree. All right. Cheers, Nicole. Thank yeah, you. Cheers. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode topic or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See y'all next week.